<laughs> so I was thinking, uh, listening to our introduction for the last several episodes, I feel like uh, they're kind of all over the place. I was yeah. thinking we need a more um, a more structured introductions for our podcast. And I have a few ideas if you're open to hearing about them. Yeah. So number one is maybe we could share um, smaller joyful thing that we don't want to talk about for like multiple minutes at a time. Just like little things or zero thing. Yeah. That's one idea. Another idea is we could talk about something that we like learned or it's just something that's interesting uh-huh. from the past week. That's yeah. not like a joyful thing, but just like an interesting thing. Uh-huh. And number three, and hear me out, this is radical, but something that we want to rant about that's not joyful. Well, then that's that's not this uh, podcast thing. Does that go against the ethos of the yeah. podcast? Okay. Scratch the last one. All right. Well, scratch that one off. So do you uh, want to like, give me something? Give me something interesting. I think the first one would be uh, we have this Van Gogh themed uh, Canada and it turns out to be the October version of that painting. It's really, really nice. It looks like a very um, foresty backyard with flowers and houses and paths. I really like that. I saw I only like the uh, Starry Night. Starry Night, yeah. Yeah, but I like this one too. Okay, this is our, our new uh, mini podcast within our podcast <laughs> called uh, Yuna's Art Corner. Maybe next time I should buy the Monet painting. Well, don't say that in front of the Van Gogh calendar. You'll get jealous. Sorry, Van Gogh. <laughs> you know, one thing... Okay, hang on. This is going to be a, uh, a side thing now, but because uh, we went to this like <laughs> Van Gogh and Monet exhibits both. Yeah, the immersive experience. Yeah, it's like immersive experience immersive kind experience. of thing where you like um, you go in this giant... It's kind of like a 360 degree room where yeah. they just show paintings of, we, of we, the... With the sound, yeah, uh, yeah. video and... And, the, they, and smell they, and well everything. hold on they they made the claim the smell. <laughs> they made the claim that there was a smell i would contest that personally maybe no, we're just not cultured enough our noses are just not cultured yeah. enough our olfactory now what i was going to yeah. say is that uh it, i actually gained a lot of like respect and like admiration for van gogh because he had such mm. a troubled life i know which, like his you know famously but we learned a bit more about it and yeah. it's like it kind of in, to me like it makes the different eras of his painting like very evocative but then when we learned about Monet, from what I could tell, he was just like some like rich kid who just like painted a bunch and then was rich and then died happy. What kind of artist is that? Why artist needs to be miserable? I and need poor? misery in my art, or I'm not going to enjoy it. Why? What's wrong with you? This is why I'm not an artist. I'm just too joyful and too happy. Yeah. <laughs> and this has been Matt's art corner. Uh-huh. We've got two podcasts in our very, introduction. Very, very cynical. Hey, uh, this is Matt. And this is Yuna. And this is Our Three Things, a podcast about joyful things. And we are back for another week of talking about things that brought us joy in this past week. Yeah. And it should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted, before we jump into it, though, I wanted to just quickly bring up a, uh, a listener uh, mail that I got that was pretty interesting. So um, this is uh, from uh, our, our friend Scott. I say friend. I don't know who he is, but he's now our friend. He's friend of the show. You've been upgraded automatically, Scott, to friend of the show status. Yeah. But it's referencing uh, an episode a few episodes back where I I talked at length about Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City, uh, an amazing Japanese reality TV show. Yeah, episode 11. Yeah, so he says, uh, I enjoyed your episode on Terrace House. You're probably well behind Aloha State at this point. I'm actually not. Um, We've been watching too many other TV, which we'll talk about this episode, Um, but it's still on my radar. But he goes on to say, it's generally regarded as the worst of the five series, but all the series are great in my opinion. Um, then he actually goes on to talk about some ways to listen or to watch uh, Boys and Girls Next Door, which is the original series from Japan. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like the one before the Netflix uh, available ones. Yeah. Um, so he mentions some places to actually get reliable English subtitles to watch, which um, I'll definitely check those out. And he also brought up something that I was curious if you had heard of, you know, which is a uh, Chinese version of Terrace House called... Uh, I don't know what the Chinese name is, but in yeah. English, it's a uh, Shanghai Share Life. So uh, the Chinese name would be Tongyi uh, Wu Xia on the same under the same roof. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's actually I, I was I was wondering, okay, well maybe like they just took the format that was popular and made and like made someone made it themselves in China. But actually, 
uh, it was Fuji TV who is like the the mm. the makers of the Terrace House series. Yeah. They decided not to make Terrace House uh, after a, a very unfortunate event that happened um, during the production of the final season of Terrace House, which was uh, Tokyo 2019-2020, which I think is also on Netflix. So I'm, I'll watch that eventually too. Um, but Fuji TV entered into a strategic partnership with Yoku, which is like the Chinese streaming service. Yeah. It's like it's like the version of YouTube. A version of YouTube, sort yeah. of, yeah. Sort of. I guess there's there's differences because they have like produced content yeah, as well, yeah, like yeah. TV so shows and stuff. Yeah, so it's like combination mix of Netflix and YouTube because okay. they have their own content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I definitely want to check this out. Maybe we can watch that together. Yeah, this only have 15 episodes for the season one of Share Life. Okay, Shanghai. cool. Yeah, so yeah. then we can. It looks like it's a pretty brisk watch. We can go through it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So thank you, Scott, for reaching out about that. And uh, we'll definitely check out um, this uh, the the Chinese version as well. I was actually I, I was asking you before, like, does China have a lot of reality shows that are on the same like level or the same format, I guess, as things like Terrace House or even like the reality, like the American shows, like Beverly Hills mm. and all that. But it doesn't seem as popular. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know about before until you mentioned because yeah. uh, I think the reality show. Like the the singing one and the acting one yeah, yeah, being yeah. more popular and traveling one and the kids one. Oh yeah, yeah. The, so they live together. I, and I, a lot of a lot of those ones from from what I've seen from watching you like watch the other like the mm. variety shows and stuff is yeah. it's more like celebrities doing yeah. stuff. Whereas yeah. I think something like this might be interesting to see because like a, just a like a regular people like a, you you and me. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's one thing I like about the Terrace House series just in general is that it it actually does show like how young Japanese adults in like the modern world interact at a, yeah. in a pretty realistic way. I think. Yeah. So maybe that could be the similar for the. Yeah, maybe the show. that could be. We could have a look because I do like Shanghai and I do like to visit as well. So oh, I'd love to go back to Shanghai. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the food, the one scenery, day. one yeah. day, we okay. can go back. All right, well, now now I'm getting like wistful and nostalgic. So let's let's jump into current joyful things. How does that sound? Sounds good. So, Yuna, what is your first thing this week? So, my first thing this week actually happened the last week is the Wagyu beef barbecue we had last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us about that. So Remind me of that. My mouth is watering again thinking about <laughs> it. But t- t- tell our listeners about that. Okay. So so the reason like we thought of thinking having this Wagyu beef Korean barbecue is because um, during lockdown, we did this one of uh, fine, fine dining at home thing from a restaurant called Cho Cho San. It's a Japanese uh, fusion modern restaurant. And one of the dish they had is... Uh, it's teriyaki wagyu beef. It's like a yeah, teriyaki wagyu. Yeah, teriyaki wagyu beef. We we cook it home, and with the sauce and beef, and it's just so juicy, tender, tasty, mm-hmm. and that just uh, makes me want to eat more wagyu beef. Yeah, and 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 then um, me and Matt talking. Oh, we haven't eaten the the Korean barbecue for a while. Yeah, I, I, and I I have never had a nice wagyu Korean barbecue beef have you really outside? haven't really no not outside even at you mean even at like the restaurants the korean barbecue restaurants i don't have that in, in in those like fine dining ones really not not the the regular wagyu beef one. Oh, okay yeah you, you can get them at like the like i mean well when they're open again here you, like if we go to the korean barbecue places here like six six nine yeah because six six eight nine six eight nine what's six six nine six seven eight six six nine eight six seven eight nine nine six Wait, no, that's something else. No, it's six, seven, eight. Six, six seven, seven, eight. eight. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Apologies to our not a sponsor, six, seven, eight barbecue. I have never been. Oh, no, actually, I've been once. We went together. Oh, yes, we did. It has been too long we've been in this house <laughs> in lockdown, I think. Okay, go on, go on. Yeah, so normally when we're out for Korean barbecue, right, uh, I remember like our friends or ourselves, we just normally order the marinated meat. Yeah. And we love to order like pork belly, but mm. it doesn't occur to me we ever ordered Wagyu beef. I mean, it is expensive, like when you're in a big group. Oh, that's that's yeah. true. And then since I had a, a very nice test of Wagyu beef cooking at home from Church of San Jose, I'm going to get nice Wagyu beef and, and just do the barbecue myself. And I've been looking around. I even thinking of uh, buying a set the Wagyu beef set from a Korean barbecue place, but it's so expensive. 
the whole thing costs like a hundred dollars yeah. for all the meat. And then I was thinking, well, since this is the first time we do the Wagyu beef Korean barbecue at home, I will not waste a hundred dollars on some restaurant. So we decided, okay, since we leave our area, we have a lot of Korean butcheries. Let's just shop around. And, and then um, we went to like a new butchery in our area and they happen to have lots of Wagyu beef. They had actually a good selection <laughs> just in general. I know. Of, like we're, we're really spoiled for choice, I think, when it comes to that yeah. in our area. And they even have like marinated Wagyu beef. Yeah, I think we need to try that. You need to try that next time. Yeah, we need to try that next time. So we bought the non-marinated one together with some marinated uh, bulgogi pork belly. I think we got. Well, we we got some pork belly and then the marinated bulgogi pork. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and the um, and then the unmarinated wagyu beef, Mm -hmm. uh, which the the shop owner recommend to us. The really high grade, like thin sliced. Yeah. Really marbled with the fat. Mm. Yes. It was really good. It was yeah. really good. And the, the shop owner didn't lie. She said, you just only need to barbecue this and put salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. And that would be great. And, and she was right. And she was right. I didn't even use salt and pepper. I used the sesame oil. Mm, so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So so that um, that turns out to be a very good experience. We had the barbecue in our balcony uh, with the park as background. It's actually very pleasant experience and turns out to be not that expensive to have that yourself yeah what's nice about that too is the the place that we go to buy like just in the supermarket like right next to the where the butchery is they have because i I guess it's we have a lot of uh like population of both chinese and korean here that like to eat like that which that's thank thank thankful for that because they have like the pre, um, like pre-packaged little boxes oh, of all yeah. the side they dishes. Have, they have all these side dishes. Yeah, like for anyone who's for anyone who hasn't gone to a Korean barbecue before, um, you need to try and fix that as soon as you can because it's amazing. Like to go in a group, but what they generally do is like as just part of the experience. Like you don't really order them; they just sort of give it. Yeah, to you it's usually. free. They I'm just limited have, side dishes. Like I mean, <laughs> I've I've seen as many as like you know a dozen or even like two dozen. There's yeah. like little tiny bowls of just like uh like little stuff to eat with like the like meat. Uh, kimchi radish it's like kimchi radish uh, kimchi um, cabbage yeah. uh squid yeah. um fermented like beans um, um ma- mashed potato salad yeah it's it's yeah it, if you're not used to that kind of cuisine it can seem a little weird like there's like a very strange variety of stuff but like seriously just try it it's it's like the whole experience that, that brings me like curiosity right it's it's um korean barbecue popular in u.s in the U.S., it, in certain parts of the country, uh, I know like uh, Los Angeles is like pretty well known for having like amazing Korean barbecue places. Like, like I went, the same barbecue as Sydney because Sydney's so Sydney's so it's, popular. It's probably like I mean, if you go to like the like the best places in both, it's probably on par. Like it's similar, I think. Okay. Um, actually, I think that was the first time I ever had Korean barbecue. Come to think of it, was mm. like when I moved to the West Coast and because um, I grew up in Texas, where yeah. they probably they probably have it. They definitely have it by now. But I didn't. I just like wasn't exposed to that stuff as much. Uh. But when I moved to California, um, and I was like on a business trip or something, we were in LA and like Santa Monica area. Yeah. And we all went out as like a group to a really nice Korean barbecue place for us. I think someone's birthday on the team. Mm. And that was the first time I'd really had it. And like my mind was like blown. Like that <laughs> yeah. was like there's there's a few <laughs> experiences in my life that are like sort of eye opening in terms of food. Yeah. That's one of them for sure. Like that was like that moment I remember. Because yeah. I just remember like all the little bowls of stuff and I had no idea what it was. Well, and you ate all of them. <laughs> and I just, well, because I'll, I'll try it. You know I'll try like yeah, any food try pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and just to go back to the, yeah. So like when we had this at home the other day, the shop that we bought the meat from like also has all those little things like prepackaged so we can yeah. just get what we want. And yeah. And like, easy and, as. And then we found a very nice, a tasty uh, Korean kimchi because we, we had a bad mm. experience before but the, this one, it, it's so good and it's, I think the brand's called Jongju or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, I guess it's probably a Korean one imported, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. says made in South Korea mm. and uh, you know what, if you have good quality, tasty, Korean kimchi that is not too salty. It's just right balanced flavor. And you eat that together with the barbecue meat, any barbecue meat. Mm-hmm. It just it, it just elevates Especially the flavor. Especially the pork, I think, is the yeah, best Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's pretty nice when you eat with the pork belly. It's just so good. I'm hungry now again for that. Well, yeah. we'll do that again soon. Yeah, we'll do that again soon. It's actually not that expensive, really. Like, no. if it's just two people, you know. Yeah, if yeah. just two people and, and you want to get the meat you want. It's not, it's not, it's okay. Yeah. It's like you're going out to have 
a dinner for two at a restaurant. I mean, it's like if you're going to like, a lot of people will just like order like, you know, some Thai food for some, for like takeaway. Like yeah. you could easily pay like similar amounts for just like some meats to cook at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the, the things like, um, you got to have Maybe not for the Wagyu. Uh, Maybe not for the Wagyu beef, but for everything else. Oh yeah. yeah. But if you have these, uh, you got to have the, the Korean barbecue equipment. You don't really need that you much. So like to? all you we can't. have, all we have is basically like a little griddle. Like you just use an electric griddle. That's all we have. It's oh, the same yeah, thing I would, same can. thing I would cook a pancake That's on. That's true. Yeah. 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 You can use that. Yeah. 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 Super easy. Yeah. So, so that's my first joyful thing. What about you, Matt? So my first joyful thing this week is a, a TV show um, coming to Netflix in October. And this is super meaningful for me. So it's, uh, they, they brought uh, Seinfeld yeah. to Netflix starting in October, um, which for us was yesterday. And I've pretty much already binged through the first two seasons just in the background while I'm doing other stuff. And this is one of my favorite sitcoms, probably, oh man, it's probably still number one, I yeah. think. Yeah, still number one. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I know you haven't watched so, much of so it. So, what's the classification of sitcom for you? I mean, it's like, it's like what, the, what it sounds like, right? Situation comedy. So, like, yeah. anything where there's, like, a group of characters and they get themselves in situations per episode that usually will get resolved by the end of the episode and there's just humor and funny and... Like, you know, in like the 80s and 90s, there was like so a lot of like laugh tracks, but nowadays there's less of that. Is, is the new one like saying, uh, never ever have I ever? Is that yeah, sitcom? Yeah, I, I would say never have I ever is, I mean, the, the, the line is kind of blurred nowadays, right? That's mm. the thing. So that's, this is a good point actually, because I feel like maybe I would say something like Friends or like The Office kind of stretches this a little bit too. But like those that that early kind of two thousand stuff is like the last time that yeah. it's like a, just have just a true straightforward like situation comedy. What about like Mindy's project? That that's pretty sitcom. Min, uh, Mindy project is sort of too. A lot of them have like very dramatic through lines as well. Like like even even Friends really like you have these ongoing storylines of yeah, like yeah. who's going with who and like the Ross and Rachel thing, right? Yeah. To me, the reason that I love Seinfeld so much is kind of similar to like if anyone knows the show, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. is uh it's kind of a similar version of Seinfeld except just like more more quote unquote modern and also like way over the edge in terms of like graphicness and and crude humor. The thing that yeah. I love about Seinfeld so much is it's a very pure show. Pure show. And by that I mean not that the characters themselves are pure, are pure because over time you'll see if you watch it with me you'll see they're yeah. actually pretty terrible people. But they're terrible people. But the show is pure <laughs> in the sense that like it's Every episode, you know, it's it's from the the era of like just watching on TV, like before streaming, right? Yeah. Because um, this was, uh, I think the the first episode was actually in 1989. Uh, yeah, actually July 1989. So the show was older than me by a few months. 1989. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, you'll they're 25 minute episodes, so yeah. they're, they're pretty short, self contained, and the characters don't really grow as like people like they don't like learn from the things they do wrong and like become better people but they're but but i mean the show like over the span of nine seasons it never runs out of steam in my opinion because the writing the writing is the strength of the show the acting can be hit or miss especially from the main character jerry seinfeld who's like a famous comedian yeah and like he's sort of like the main he's like the face of the show and like it's named after him yeah um i think the show was like originally it was sort of because he's he's a stand-up comedian who was Uh known for like his clean material like back in the day um and so the show was sort of supposed to like i think the idea of it was to show like how a comedian gets their material so like especially like the first few seasons the actual show, like the storyline of the show is interrupted at like three or four times by him doing like stand up in a club. And it's yeah. just like his character is also a comedian, just like him oh, in real his, life. His character is st- also comedian. Yeah, and it's the same the it's, it's the same name as him too. Like it's oh, okay. basically based it's supposed to be originally based off of like his life, but they they realized very quickly that like the supporting characters around him were sort of like the strength of the show because of the situations they would get themselves in. Yeah. Um, and so like eventually they dropped the kind of the whole thing of him doing like stand up midway through the show and like they just explored these different just ridiculous situations everyone kind of finds themselves in. Yeah. It's a hard show to describe honestly because it's a self-proclaimed show about nothing. Yeah. Meaning that like... A show about nothing. Like there's a whole episode for example where um, this is one of the early episodes where like one of the characters uh, uh, Jerry's friend George 
is trying to like get back at his uh or sorry no not george uh, his neighbor kramer is trying to get back at like this local laundromat guy because the guy like didn't give him his change or something okay. and so he enacts this whole plan to like sabotage the washing machine by like pouring concrete in the in the washer yeah and like he ends up getting caught and like everything like happens and he has to end up paying for it and that's like the story that's like uh-huh. the main story of the show of that episode okay of just that ep- and it never shows it never comes up again like they don't like revisit right. that it's just like okay. something that happens in the okay and so like most episodes are very self-contained they're hilarious like the writing just hits me somewhere and w- w- i think we should watch it at some point so you can kind of like yeah. maybe understand they actually Transcend have chinese that. subtitles which could be helpful yeah um but there is a deeper reason why i'm happy that this is on netflix and i can rewatch it uh-huh. and that's because it's like reminds me of my mom quite a bit yeah so one th- you watch together for that yeah so like we i mean like i said like this is the show first came out like just before I was born basically. And so my mom got super into it when like, when I was really young. Yeah. And as I was growing up, we would like watch it together. Like as I, like when I was a kid, cause it's, it's pretty, it's like a clean show. Like it's, it's fine for kids for for the most part. Okay. They like, they, they do have like some, I guess, sexual content, not, not in terms of like nudity or anything like Mm. that, but like they talk about that kind of stuff, like in sort of just like a, here's how life is like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's like pretty clean, I think. They yeah. don't like, there's not like a lot of cursing or anything like that. Mm. So it was okay for, for me to watch as a kid. So we would watch that when I was growing up. And then even like after the show ended, which was in like 1998, it's one of those shows that like you would continuously just see like reruns of constantly. This was before streaming was big again, right? So like in the early 2000s. Yeah. And so like, you know, if you just watch like a, like a, a over the air channel, uh-huh. you would be you, you, on any given night, you'd probably see like a rerun of Seinfeld, Seinfeld at some point. Okay. Yeah. And so like me and my mom would just always kind of have it on and watch it. Yeah. And it's, if you if if you've watched it that much you tend to like there's a lot of it's a very quotable show like there's lots of quotes from it that like out of context yeah if someone's never watched it and you like you quoted it they would have no idea like they it's not it's not like a joke they wouldn't get the joke oh it it wouldn't make any sense right but it's someone who knows the show yeah like it kind of calls back to a funny moment in the show that like the situation they were in okay and like so it would be like it's it's more like an inside joke kind of thing right and we used to, me and my mom used to drive my my stepdad and my sister both um, absolutely crazy because me and my mom would just like quote the show to each other. Oh, really? Like all the time, like <laughs> okay. out of context. And they would be like, we don't know what you're talking about. Like, oh, it's because your sister and stepdad didn't watch the yeah, show. Yeah, they, because they, they weren't fans of the show. But okay. me and my mom like loved this show. Okay. And so, How like, come even, they don't watch it when we leave I don't know, house? actually. That's a good question. Yeah. If, if, if either of you are listening right now, send us an email and let me know. <laughs> or, okay. ju- or, just, or just message me on Facebook. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe let us know why you never watched it because inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's one of those things like even like nowadays, if like I'm just like messaging, uh, messaging my mom or something. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll still quote the show to each other sometimes. Like actually I told her yesterday, um, hey, if you didn't know, like Seinfeld is up on Netflix now. Yeah. And she immediately responded like, oh, I know I've been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh your like, mom's watching that too. within like a day of it going ah. up like and we hadn't talked about it before so okay. that's just just to show okay. you yeah um so it's a, it's a show that on a just a purely objective level i find yeah. hilarious it's memorable it's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time just because of the writing is like top notch yeah. but then on that deeper level it just it reminds me of like a it's like a very close relationship kind of thing in my family so mm. so it's it's nice to have it back up the other thing too is like it's impossible to like find it streaming anywhere the old, I think I think it was on um, Stan, which is like an Australian streaming service. No, it's not. It used to be. Really? Yeah, it, it's like when I when I first moved to Australia and I was getting a little homesick, I was trying to find out ways to watch it. Oh, really? And watch Stan Phil? Yeah, yeah. And I actually, it was back then. This was a few years ago. It was on Stan, which is one of the yeah the streaming service here. Yeah. Um, it might not be now. Maybe they took it down since then. I saw Stan's from like the uh, U.S. because that's where I found to watch Friends. I don't think Stan is a U.S. streaming service, though. I think it's an Australian that tries to just have U.S. shows on it. Right, um, okay. So, yeah, that might have been why Friends. But since then, Netflix has now had both Friends and Seinfeld. They've worked out that that licensing. Yeah. Um, which is kind of making Netflix... I didn't think they could get better, but they've just been getting better and better. I think they get better. That. Yeah. And also with their original shows. And I have to say, Netflix has the best streaming service. It does. I think it's the it best the one. It has the best uh, yeah. user interface. We've been using so many. Okay, can, can we I, go? On, can we go on a side rant about that? Sorry, you're sorry. gonna no, no. You're you're gonna agree with me on this. I just want to make sure that we discuss it. What? Why can no streaming service except Netflix master the go back thirty seconds button on the app? 
No streaming service. Like when we're watching like on binge or whatever, or, or, oh, yeah, e- or that, even that, Disney, even Disney that's, Plus that's what can't I'm do saying. it. That's what I'm saying. So Netflix just master the user experience so well, so yeah. smooth. It's so easy to find the subtitles and next episode and to go forward, backwards. And you can even have floating window when you try to use the other apps on your phone. Specifically the, the go back though is what I'm talking about. I know. It, Everything it, else you're saying Disney is great. Disney felt... Um, Amazon binge, Prime. Phil, I don't. I don't have it, Amazon Prime. It sucks. It's 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 the same as Disney. Like it, the button is to go back ten seconds. Yeah, and and you know, claims. and you know what's funny when we're watching the uh, stuff on Binge, we're trying to find the subtitles. It took us a while. To I had to look it. up a guide <laughs> to try and find subtitles. You have to like swipe the. Oh, it's a whole mess. It's ridiculous. And you know what's funny? We, when we try to watch the next episode, in, in, not Netflix in Binge, I couldn't find the next. Episode. And it doesn't auto go, does it? Or is that Disney? It does auto go. I think Disney Plus no, had an Disney issue with has, that. Disney Plus has really weird big dollar recommendation for your next show yeah. after you finish your episode. I have no idea how they calculate that. I just it's don't understand. Strange. Like, there's a. And Netflix was like one of the first of these, I and know. it's still the best. Maybe I don't get it. I, I think maybe 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 because it's it's very uh, expensive investment for user experience. Do you that. know how much money Disney Plus or Disney as a company has? Disney owns the world basically. Yeah, pretty they much. They can but, afford it. But probably Disney is confident. Disney Plus is confident enough. Like we don't need great user experience. We just need to have great content. I'm less. So they're trying to save money on that. I don't know. That's just my guess. It must be really, really expensive to implement this user experience feature. Otherwise, why Netflix is the only one? No. Tell me. Because that, well, that's my question. Yeah. Amazon has a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeffy B. Get up there. <laughs> pull some money out of your pocket and fix this experience. G- give me a back 30 seconds button that works no, in Amazon Prime. Just, just, please. Just, can they just copy what Netflix is doing? Just copy paste it. I know you guys it. are on it. Come on. <laughs> no, but I seri- seriously think it's it's gonna cost a lot of money. That that's the whole reason they don't do it. It's everything's related to your cost. I'm just saying Disney oh has there's no way that Disney makes less money and can portion that compared to Netflix. I know, I but Disney it. just don't think that will impact them to get the user because of their content. You know, I wonder. I wonder if like this is why uh, Google has never really gone into this field because they're just like there's no point. Netflix got it. See, yeah. see what see what Amazon's tried. See what Disney tried. I mean, I guess like there's it's not they're not failing. Like they're still having making plenty of money from it. But like, I think uh, that's why there's not but, like a, a a Google streaming. I guess we have, there's YouTube, but I mean yeah, really there's the YouTube. But like, but then I still thinking like as a as a um, streaming service, right? You you need to have your own content. Like you need to have your own good content. But Netflix plus has other license. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm okay. saying Netflix is doing great. And well, but, on, but, the, on the other hand, I do, I do, I do like Binge because it has its special shows on there as well. Binge has uh, a, has a niche that it's filled. For has sure. has a, definitely yeah. has a niche. which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and and the Disney Plus, come on, they have Marvel and all the cartoons. But so. that's the thing, like with Disney. Okay, you're talking they about they own Marvel. Come on. No, but you're talking about like okay, but but <laughs> they by, have the content. That's why that, they don't need to invest on the user experience. They even have Hamilton on there. Come but on. but but I think that is like be that could be used as an excuse is that they're they're kind of just like sitting on their hands like saying yeah. oh well we already have all this stuff so we don't need to do anything else. Yeah, maybe their strength is their content. That's why they don't want to. Unless except spend when they money. make you pay twenty dollars on top of your subscription to watch a movie. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. I I'm don't know okay why. That. Wait, wait, I just, that still rubs me the wrong way. That. that still rubs me the wrong way. I think that's that's okay to be honest. We're veering very far away from the theme of our podcast. <laughs> this has been a like a a a, a pop culture technology <laughs> rant. No, but seriously, I really I really hope the the newcomer of of the streaming service. I don't think we need another newcomer. No, but what I'm saying, the existing comer just just copy paste Netflix. They're doing great. They have the best user experience. I don't know why. It's so strange. Come on, Jeff. Iron Man, get your companies together. All right. Just, I don't know. <laughs> why, who. why only Amazon Prime? Binge needs to catch up too. Binge and Disney Plus. Who owns Binge? Is, is it? That must be like a... HBO. I think it's HBO. Is it HBO? Okay. Because a lot of HBO show is on there. Like, I assume it's HBO. could say like the um, Game of Thrones in there. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that how you watched it? Oh no, no, never mind. We watched uh, through a different yes. method. 
That's true. This is a long time ago. There's probably a statute of limitations on that. So anyway, let's move on. Yeah. So that's that's my first <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry. I hope everybody enjoyed our pop culture technology oh, streaming service rant. <laughs> That was not really part of the, the, the joyful thing. As you can see, it really bothers us. Really bothers. Okay. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, you, the person consuming our joy. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. One hope we have with our three things is to spread little bits of joy to everyone who listens, and not just from us. If you have something joyful in your life that you'd like to share, we'd love to highlight it on the show. You can send it to us at our3things.com slash contact or email us directly at our3things.podcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying our happy ramblings, we'd really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute, and hearing the feedback means the world to us and helps spread the joy to even more people. All right, now, back to the things. Yuna, <laughs> what is your second thing? So my second thing, probably uh, the people in Australia may relate to that. It's our three-day long weekend. Yes. Maybe it's only New South Wales and West Australia. I think it might be, actually. Because uh, yeah. we have, like, different Labor Days. <laughs> yeah, we have different Labor Days in different states. So, um, since we have the Labor Day on Monday, so we have these three-day weekends, which we can relax a bit more and to focus on yourself. And I just think it's nice. Because normally, when you have two days weekend, you spend one day to relax recover from work, reset, and one day to do your housework, right? Yeah. Imagine you have three-day weekends going forward. So after well, hang on, hang on. housework no, yeah. and relax, and for the last day, you can just do whatever you like. You're going into like a, a, a hypothetical joyful huh? thing now. <laughs> <laughs> that would, what you're saying would be lovely. Yeah, but I'm saying, so that's why I'm really happy. And um, yeah, I just make it short and sweet. I have a question for you on, yeah. on this conversation because you mentioned wouldn't it be nice if we always had three-day weekends? Mm. If it was, I know there are some people who do this, but if it was an option like for your role, like for your job, mm. would you want to do like a four-day, uh, 10-hour a day a week? Four-day, 10-hour per week. Yeah, so it's like the, in theory the same amount of like... They the, pay me the same amount of money? Yeah. Yeah, I would do that. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I think I would do that. So that means you just walk from like uh, until eight, right? I would do that. I'd rather have one more weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that. Why yeah. not? Or I start walk early from like seven. I know there are some countries like, I, I, I didn't do any pre-research on this. I think, I think this, it's but some uh, um, East, no, Scandinavian country. Scandinavian country. Scandinavian country. Let's, they have you, want, that. you want to do some live research here? Hang on. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know what? I think. When we approach retirement age, right, I would definitely <laughs> work part-time and have three-day weekend. So, do uh, you want to know something funny? I was, I was trying to Google this so we could we could get some uh, some facts into our conversation here. Yeah. I, I just Googled four-day work week. You know what the, the top <laughs> the, our top article is here from, yes. from Forbes? The, the, the title is, COVID-19 may have killed the four-day work week. <laughs> Why? Do you want me to click in? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah I'm see. curious. Well, it, it would... It would, I could if I didn't have half of my, no, more than half of my page filled with ads right now. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Forbes. Okay, hang on. I'm going to go on another mini rant here. I, I just clicked into this Forbes article to try and like have the, you know, a bit of a conversation point for, for this topic. But <laughs> first, at first I got a full page, no, no, sorry, a, uh, a half page like horizontal ad that just covered the whole content. Then I also had a ad on like the side on the right side that pushed all the content into like this little box in the corner. <laughs> then as I started to scroll down, another box came up from the bottom <laughs> that said, this is my one of four free articles. Yeah. Excuse me, Forbes. If, if you're going to give me all of these ads and then only also give me four free articles, you're really disincentivizing me from like continuing to read your page. I don't even care about this article anymore. I'm too mad at Forbes. Okay. Here's another ad now pushing on the other side. <laughs> <sighs> I think I think they're trying to say something to you. Just to become a subscriber, we're trying to get rid of the ads. Is that the way? I mean, they do to say, say um, introducing the Forbes.com subscription, unlimited content, and improved ad experience, not yeah. ad-free experience. Yeah, I think improved that, ad experience. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to push you towards a subscription. 
Okay, this article is not very interesting. And get you annoyed with with the uh, with the ads. Okay, I'm just, I'm gonna close this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now it's like lagging because of all the ads. <laughs> I thought Forbes was like a reputable site. Uh, no, they're. Whoa, hot take. Okay, no. No, no, no. I just said that in my like in my memory, I thought Forbes just have the Forbes list of richest people in the world. In you know different what? Different regions. I always kind that, of like that's that's what's in my mind. What th- they do. I think of Forbes as like a one of like the most like trustworthy. New- I don't know why I have this in my head. It's just like most like a, trustworthy. Not most trustworthy, but like one of like the big boys in terms of like news. Really? At least like, yeah. But then I real no no. But then I realize when I actually think about it, that's the only thing I can remember like reading from them in like recent memory is like the Forbes yeah. top 50 or like the 30 under 30 that, that's, people. That's what I remember as well. Maybe we're not educated enough on this topic. I'm not educated about enough about any topic, I think. <laughs> okay. Just in general. Yeah. Full stop. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we have veered away again. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Three down but, long weekend. But what yeah. I'm saying is like, if you have three down long weekend in Australia, just uh, make sure to, to wind down, enjoy yourself. And uh, I know it sucks um, we're still in lockdown, but sometimes it's just nice to have extra day to do nothing. That's true. Mm. Well said. Yeah. So that's my second thing, short and sweet. What's your second thing, Matt? So I apologize. I'm going back to um, potentially gross topic. Very so gross. If, if you don't want to hear about, you can just fast forward for ten minutes. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't, ten minutes. <laughs> I don't think I have ten minutes to say about this. Um, two minutes. That's, two that's minutes. a challenge. We'll keep it at two. Okay. Um, here, how about well, let's let's do a timer here for this one. <laughs> so we are at let's see, so thirty seconds. Okay. So starting now, I'm going to stay under two minutes. Okay. Yeah. My second thing is the potty plant. Yeah. Now, what is a potty plant? You may be asking, Yuna. So. Well, hopefully you're not asking me that because you should know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. So it's basically, uh, okay, so we live in an apartment and yeah. we have a dog, as everyone knows, our lovely Mocha, who who stole a sock last weekend. Yeah, who's a very adorable Kavoodle. He's adorable, mischievous little Kavoodle. Yeah. Um, and we do have like a garden we can take him down to, um, like in a little courtyard area with, within our building area um, to go to go to the bathroom. But that's you can't do that all the time. Like what if it's like raining really hard or... What if it's like, you know, middle of the night or something or, you know, anything. Sometimes you just don't want to go out. You just like don't want to get dressed to have to do that. <laughs> so what's really useful that I found is that you, you can buy these like grass pads that yeah. are like real grass that they just like send you a refill of. And you put this in, in like a little frame yeah. and you just put it out there. And like um, something about it being real grass is like triggers like an instinctual thing in dogs, I guess. Yeah. And so we actually, I actually used it to, to potty train him when he was really little. Because we tried to use, they have like these like, Synthetic oh, grass. Okay, hold on. I'm a minute in. I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. So we have like, there's like synthetic grass you can buy yeah. that like, it's, you know, it's more for humans, I think, because I don't think dogs know what it is. Like they don't, just because it's green, they don't know what like it's supposed to be where they yeah. go to the bathroom. So we, I bought this like, it's like a real, it's like a subscription thing, right? And it's called Potty Plant, which is a nice name. It's fortnightly. So, yeah, fortnightly right? delivery. Well, f- for him, they, they can do more frequent if it's like a big dog or you have multiple dogs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it made it very easy to potty train him outside. And now he just, he rings a little bell when he wants to go outside, which was uh, <laughs> one of the, my favorite things we've trained him on. And he goes out there and, and goes to the bathroom and it's no mess. Um, every two weeks they bring a new one. I replace it. And then you just like, uh, you can compost the old version in like the, the composting bin. Yeah. And I like, I like the name potty plant because it's really clever and cute. And I am coming up on two minutes right now. Right now. And do you know one of the most... Uh, oh, you know wants to extend the potty plant yeah. discussion. Okay. And you know one of the most uh, like feature I, I, I like about it is because um, when you use this potty plant subscription, this real grass, it actually absorbs the smell the nasty smell it does yeah they, right because yeah. i remember the first time when we uh, got mocha from the breeder she told us oh we can use the uh, synthetic grass you got no, from Kmart. that was bad advice that's very bad advice because it's really hard to clean and it smells terribly but mm-hmm. since matt discovered this new poly plant it just makes our balcony experience so much better yeah and and i have to say the potty plant people, they made the replacement so much easier. They provide all the 
gloves or the bags so you can actually dispose them yeah they have like like, like, a, like a nice liner inside too yeah, which is good. yeah so it's very very um they have really good user experience not like some streaming apps <laughs> <laughs> now that and that that is a very unique burn <laughs> that you're saying a the user experience of a grass potty pad for your pet is a better user experience than your like streaming app but, but what from I'm a saying, major company. But what I'm saying, just that's a such burn. A small things like like you just need to be mindful for how your user feels when you dink in their shoes and they will thank you forever and become very loyal subscriber. That's true. When I need to go out there and I want to like go back 30 seconds on my potty plant for, for Mocha, <laughs> I just I just hit the button and he like, he just like unpees <laughs> so quick. There's no lag or anything. It's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, well now we, we're at four minutes total talking about this. Um, I was within my time limit, so you can blame Yuna for this. Yeah, yeah, blame me on that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no. Matt's. Oh, you love. <laughs> that's my second thing. Don't yeah, steal my thunder. That's what I said. That's Matt's second thing. <laughs> so that's my second thing. So, uh, Yuna, this is. <laughs> A I think I think this is the second time this has happened actually on the show. No, um, is it? We did. Yeah. So we had the same thing for one of our things um, for the end of the Olympics, which I guess is a slightly different category because we we talked about different things, but like the Olympics ending was like a thing that we shared. Yeah. This is now, for those keeping count at home, this is now the second of our things that we actually have the same one. Yeah, and it's not planned. For our cause... third thing. And this was not planned, yeah. So like um, taking a peek behind the curtain for a second at the man behind the mirror, we, um, the man and woman behind the mirror, I should say, we... Uh, <laughs> We write up our three things on our note sheet um, separately. So like I, you know, I don't look at what Yuna has put in and she doesn't, I don't think she looks at what I put in. No. Um, so this is a happy coincidence that our third thing, well, technically you're up next. So, but we can combine these. Yeah, so what is, what is What's our, our third, third thing? What is our third thing, Yuna? <laughs> okay. So it's a, a old show, currently stream on binge called Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Texas Forever. Texas Forever. So tell me about Friday Night Lights. I, I have a reason I put this on the list. Oh. And I'll go into it, but you, you tell me first. What, how, well, like, why are you watching it? What do you think of it? What's keeping you watching? Okay, because the, the reason that kept me watching it, because I remember one day, Matt saying, oh, I saw like a Friday Night Lights on Binge now. You should watch it. And ask why, why should I watch it? And he said, oh, it's about, um, um, you will understand Texas more where I come from by watching that show. I said, okay, cool. That's right. Yeah. So that's what started me watching the show. But I remember um, when we first started watching the show, right? Because the show is about, I saw at first, it's all about American high school football, which I have no idea about. Yeah. I mean, it is, to, to be fair, it is like, that is sort of a, um, a, backbone of the show yeah it right? is but that's my first impression right but for me personally i have no idea what's american football mm -hmm. and i don't know the rules um i wasn't a fan so so it doesn't spark much interest right when i first start watching it and, and and for the first two episodes i remember like i was watching that with matt on weekend night and i was on my phone half the time so I, I literally didn't pay attention to much of the details on the show. So it so, did, so so what? It didn't hook me up at first. Okay. But but then, um, then I think there's one time I was starting just watching that uh, as my background show when, when I was doing doing stuff. But then um, it's like when you're on treadmill, you start watching the show, and then because you don't have the distraction from your phone right so you're actually more focused on the content mm. and and the writing and the storylines and the uh castings how they interact with each other right and they get me hooked up on and it's i have to say this show is really easy to watch it's the writing is great and the storylines is good and the the acting is good too yeah so and and every 
it's just a and then it makes it literally makes me uh, get excited when the Dylan's Panther Dylan Panthers Dylan Panthers yeah. cross the line to score points makes me excited because now I can finally understand a little bit American football and, and also it's like I finally understand what does a quarterback do and before I saw quarterback just a, a big dude on the football uh, football um, field right and there is actually the quarterback has to be really uh, strategic Oh, and yeah. it's kind of like the captain of the team, right? And mm-hmm. need to uh, took the leadership and to think about the route to to get the points. And then I also realized the coach is really important too. It's not only about to train with the with the team, but as well as um, he needs to be a role model for the team to look after their mind as well as their training. So it's like a father figure. And also another thing I realized, the football is is a teamwork. You have to oh, yeah, yeah. you have to work uh, as a team. It's I, to, I it's, think it's not it's not like a, a one man show. Yeah. If you want to win, you have to work as a team to try your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that's and and that hooks me up. And then to today, I finished season one, and I I, I really do want to continue watch the other seasons and then i have to say because i watch this show i understand more why um the football is a very important part of of matt's life to watch the games and i understand why it's so popular and it's also very interesting to see a little da- little town dylan and how people interact and mm, yeah uh, what they do like with after football or how they uh interact as people how they social it's just really interesting and the writing is really good yeah yeah Yeah, uh, a lot of things to what you said i mean like yeah american football as a sport is interesting i think because it's not for someone who has like no idea how the game works it can be very strange to watch it like i know like you're like a big basketball fan right yeah and that's a very easy like I actually, I'm not very knowledgeable about basketball. Like it, I even like have trouble. Like, like why, when do they, when do they shoot one free throw versus two? Like, I don't know. Like, or like, why was that a foul or whatever? Like I'm very dumb with basketball, Yeah. but the core game of basketball, like I, I can watch a full game and like, I can understand the momentum shift and like, who's like, uh, like, you know, what, how you score points. And like, it's very easy to just like watch the flow of a game. Yeah. Um, soccer is similar actually. Like I'm not a big soccer fan, but it's very easy to understand what's happening in the game. American football is can be sort of like daunting, like kind of scary, right? If yeah. you don't know what's going, if you're just like instead, of, like if instead of you watching Friday Night Lights and was able to watch to learn a little bit more about football through like a fiction story, like if I just like sat you down and made you watch from start to finish like an NFL game or something, um, it prob you probably would just your eyes would kind of roll back in the back of your head, or you'd just be looking at your phone the whole time. Yeah, I, can, right? I think it's it's different when you watch the show because uh, it's it's kind of it become a part of the town, Dylan. It is, and, yeah. And then you 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 uh, you ru- you you try to chill cheer behind your team, mm-hmm. and that uh, makes me feel good. Yeah. So I have to ask. So, uh, so I understand, like, why you, because you grew up in in a state or city that uh, has this football culture, right? Oh, yeah. You have your football team in your uni. I understand you want to you want to rule for your uni. Root. Root for your uni, mm. and and I understand now why it's so exciting. Yeah. 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 The 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 small town thing you're talking about too. Like I didn't. I mean, I didn't grow up in like a small town. I grew yeah. up in a suburb of Dallas. Yeah. And so I could always like see the Dallas skyline and like my suburb is like a, like a bunch of suburbs really. Yeah. Um, so like our, our district, the way that they like grade districts and at least in Texas, like school district yeah. is based off of like size of the, the student bodies basically. Yeah. And ours was like the biggest, like it was like the five level five or whatever. Yeah. And there's a lot that like, you know, if you go to like some of the small towns that are even smaller than like than Dylan in the show, mm. like you might go to a school that like, first of all, it's like, there might be like one school for like, you know, kindergarten all the way up to the senior year of high school. And you might be there with like 30 people the whole time. You know, that's like, there's like, they they range in that size. 
you work for like my graduating class was like 500 uh, 400 500 people something like that for high school for high school and there's some school high schools in in texas i think i don't know i can't remember which cities but like there's some i know that are like closer to seven or eight hundred in, yeah. in just the graduating class yeah so there's a huge range yeah um but having said that there's a lot of elements that they that they and this is partly why i love the show so much yeah why why is your joy for thing well, so yeah, I think I think we can just blend this conversation. Yeah. Just have a conversation about it. Um, I mean, it's one of my favorite shows of all time for sure, um, in a different way than Seinfeld is. I think. Okay. Um, because yeah, because I love the game of football. It's just like, and it's like, it's not even so much just that I love the game of football. Like, I didn't actually play football. Yeah, you really. didn't. You're I mean, just a, like uh, audience, right? It, well, I was an audience, but also like anyone who I'm trying to think of a good example, like you know, for someone who grows up in like some like northern parts of the U.S. Yeah. They might feel this way about like hockey, for example. Uh-huh. It's just like, even if you don't like play for like your school's team, like you're not like a star hockey player or something like mm. that, just you being in a place where it's so important to the community. You feel belong. You feel, because well, you feel like the football uh, brings everyone together. Yeah, it's... it's you root for the same thing, That's part right? of it. That's part of it. It's, it's just like, sort of like the fabric of your place like your community yeah your community yes yeah like like if you like grow up in like a like a coal mining town for like this maybe is like a kind of a weird analogy but like if you know if you grow up somewhere that the lifeblood of the of the community is like the is mining or or if you grow up like on a coastal town and it's like fishing like going out on like a boat and catching fish or or doing yeah. something like that is like that's just like part of who it's like it's a job and it's like how part financially of your identity. but it's also part of well not maybe not your identity but at least it's like part of like your community's identity Community, yeah yeah you know it's like a, something that you can like attach yourself to and yeah. it's like deep in you like for me with football you know again i didn't play it really like that much just except like casually with like friends occasionally um but just like it was just part of my mindset and so like even when i've, I've been away from it because there's no american football really here in Australia. Um, but it's still like, if I watch like a football game, I'll still get like my, I'll get chills sometimes. Chills, it's yeah. just like, it feels like it's like, I'm watching something that's like a core part of my self. Yeah. It's and a my core back, part my story. of your, uh, your experience when you grow up. Like my narrative of yeah. my life is like yeah. part of that. Yeah. It's, it's um, part of you. And there's so many positive memories attached to it, both in yeah. high school where I went and also at um, my university in Texas A&M mm-hmm. University. Yeah. So, so that that's definitely a part of it. Um, and then, like the show itself, like the writing is is stellar, except for the season two, which I told you about. Mm, um, I- season two of the show was like during like the the infamous writers' strike in the U.S. during that year. I can't remember the exact year, but early, late two thousands. Um, and uh, and like the and you'll see as you watch because you've only watched the first season. As, when yeah. you finish all five seasons, the arc, uh, like the character arc of um of the coach of Coach Taylor, yeah, and and his wife and his family, is is. Honestly, like I think the two of them, uh, like uh, Coach Taylor and 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 Tammy Taylor, his wife, yeah. have of all the TV I've ever watched, they probably have the most realistic like, couple. Well, realistic, but also like real, but like realistic in a way that is like a goals, like relationship, like oh, husband right. and wife relationship. The way that like, and you'll see more of that. You saw a little bit of it in season yeah. one, but you'll see a lot more of it. The way that they sort of like are able to like sacrifice. For each other. For each other. For each other's dreams and goals. Yeah. It's like very, very, um, it's like an example, I think, that like to follow, you know, um, I can't, I actually can't wait till you, till you finish the show eventually. So then we can, you can see what I'm talking about. But like yeah. that, that their, their dynamic is like, a, is like a core of the show. I mean, Coach Taylor is like, if there's any main character of the show, which is hard to say if there is really, it's Coach. Yeah. Because he's like the constant throughout the all five seasons. Yeah. Some of the other players, like the kids, like kind of come and go. Yeah. But he's like always there, him and, and, and Mrs. Taylor. And like there's such a core part of the show. They're written to be like such believable characters and real and empathetic and relatable. And you get mad at them sometimes for some of the stuff. Like uh-huh. like Coach Taylor doesn't make the smartest decisions either oh, in yeah. terms of like he can be a bit selfish in the show. Oh, really? But it's re- it's like in a realistic way. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... uh yeah, I don't know. Like, I could talk about this show all day, honestly. Um, I think, like, if I had to, like, pick a favorite character, it's definitely Coach. Coach. I think. So, is, is this, would you call this type of show drama? I think so, yeah. There's, yeah. That's probably the best word for it. It's just a straight-up drama. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. So, if you haven't watched that, 
give it a go and put your phone down. Try to watch a couple <laughs> episodes. Maybe you're getting to that. Okay, I have a quiz for you though. Yeah. Because I know this is something that because we, we you you didn't there, I there don't was no the uh, names. there was no Chinese subtitles on the show. No. Well, well you get you got ahead of me there because I was going to ask you. I know you gotta ask me the names. How well? No. How? Okay. Let's do it this Maybe way. Maybe I remember the names now. Let's do it this way. How many? names of the people in the town can you name for me a lot okay well tell me so like give me some give me some of the characters and who they are eric taylor okay he's Tammy the coach taylor. we talked about her him and Julie her yeah. taylor yeah matt saracen yeah so who's he oh he's the new quarterback yeah jason strake jason street jason street yeah, yeah. the old quarterback yeah the guy who got injured in uh, first episode. Who got episode, injured yeah. first episode. And his girlfriend is Lila. Well, uh, girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Lala Gibson. Garrity. Lara Garrity. Yeah, yeah. His dad is Rob Garrity. Oh, I don't remember his dad's name. <laughs> I think it's Rob. That's impressive. <laughs> and uh, another football player, uh, Smash Williams. Yeah. And uh, the team Jiggers. <laughs> Riggins. Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins, yeah. Tim Riggins and his ex-girlfriend Tara. Yeah. What about uh, what about Matt's friend? Matt's friend? Is oh. it it's kind of it's a it's a very non-standard name, I think. So it might be hard for you to get the name. It's the the redhead kid? And I remember who who you said. Jimmy tell His name is uh Landry. Landry, yes, yeah, Landry. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what's funny too about this is kind of a side note, but like the actor who plays Landry like you, you recognize who he is, right? Yeah, yeah. he's in the um, what's that? The movie uh, called the Some Maze. Maze. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know about that. We watched him in um, Game Night recently. Yeah, he was in the Game Night, but yeah. he's also in the teenage um, science fiction Running Maze something. Maze Runner. Maze Runner. Was yeah. he really? Oh, he's I didn't in know Maze that. Maze Runner. He's the, one of the kid. The funny thing about him, he's that actor. I think I, I've actually seen him in more things. Like of all the people in Friday Night Lights, yeah. Um, maybe with the exception of of the guy who plays Tim Riggins, because I've seen him in a couple things too, um, Taylor Kitsch. But the guy who plays Landry, uh, I think I've seen him in more stuff, like more shows and movies since yeah. Friday Night Lights, compared to all the rest of the yeah, yeah. actors. Yeah, he he he's the face I I recognize. And he plays some like really weird characters in other shows too, right? Like yeah. other movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and the only time like I think I've only seen. Um, Coach Taylor in like uh, Game Night. I want to see that in, in in there. And like yeah, actually like Coach and uh, and Tammy, I th- I think I've seen her in something too. But again, like not in like really serious roles, which I've been surprised about. Like because I feel like they they're they're embody that character so well in in Friday Night Lights, but I guess they hasn't translated to other <laughs> other good roles. I don't know. Yeah, I think sometimes when you own the shows, it's just a uh, hard. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess like you know they that probably speaks to how good the casting was in this show too. Yeah, right because they because everyone is so past like so perfect for what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I mean my my main joyful thing with this is just is not so much the show itself, although it's nice to watch it again. Is also like hearing you talk about the show. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things I of all the shows and like media and stuff that I enjoy. Um, this was not one of the ones I would have expected you to like enjoy so much. Oh, so really? it makes me really happy okay, to see. Okay, that's good. Because this this show is very Texas. Like it's it's I, there's a, I mean there's a lot of exaggerations in it, but it's very uh, representative of of Texas. Like of, at least of small town Texas and the, the yeah. football aspect and and like being a, a teenager in in that day um, in that day and age. Yeah. In Texas, so. But I have to say, the storyline's good. The writing's good. Oh yeah, the writing is fantastic. And, yeah. and like, watching this show would help me to understand, uh, like, where you grew up and the culture there. It's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that about wraps it up. This might end up being our new longest episode because we talked for Friday Night Lights for a while. Oh, is it? And also our our uh, long <laughs> rant about uh, app streaming services. No, they really need to fix it. They really. <laughs> <laughs> they do really need to fix it that is true they do well thank you everyone for listening to our three things this week we'll be back next week as always with uh, more three things yeah. uh, one thing I wanted to mention I haven't mentioned it in a while is we also have a, uh, a YouTube channel for the show so I upload all um, all of the full audio of the episodes there so if you prefer to listen on YouTube I know not everyone likes to listen to 
like on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything. Yeah. Um, you can you can subscribe to the to our three things. It's the same name, the YouTube channel. There's all the full episodes there. I'm also in the process of going back through our older episodes and putting up uh, what I think are some of like the fun highlights that we've uh-huh, talked about in the past. Yeah. So we've got like P-Mails in there. We've got Daniel on there. Um, I think we have one from last week actually. Um, so yeah, go and check that out. Uh, I'll put a link of that in the um, show notes as well in case you want to check it out and, and throw a subscribe on there. Uh, but yeah, anything else today, Yuna? No. Cool. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up then and we'll see everyone again next week for more joyful things. Yeah. But before we go... Remember, our fourth thing is you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.